Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. We put the pedal to the metal. It's time now for another edition of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller in the air everywhere because four hours a night are not enough eight days a week from the Maller podcast studio at a secret location deep in the north woods no disengagement you get the radio show five nights a week and on the weekend you get this I hope you enjoyed our trip down memory lane as my old Mentor Hacksaw would say we caught up with the great Danny G Radio. He was on the Friday edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. And man, I had passed with flying colors. Passed with flying colors. It was great to catch up and hear some old radio war stories from Danny G. But on this edition of the Fifth Hour, a brief look at the menu We are serving up in Benny's Bistro. We've got the Glass Man, Sod God, and Magical Date, and some other things that will pop up as well on this, the Saturday edition of the Fifth Hour. So we begin with the Glass Man. So the Saturday podcast, it has been determined, is about the life of Maller, which is not that interesting. Might add, not that interesting, the life of Maller. But... I have some random things that happen, so I don't usually talk about this stuff on the radio show, and some people seem to want to know about it, so I'll share some stories here. And this past weekend, I am still working on the renovation of the new Maller Mansion. I've moved in a couple months ago, Maller Mansion 2.0, the salvage and recovery portion of the story. So this past weekend was Operation Backyard. Now, cleaning up... The mess left by our contractors. And the contractors did a very good job. They're not done, but they're done with the big heavy stuff. There's only some minor cosmetic things that need to work on. And so behind, in their wake, 
they left a bunch of random crap. Most of it in the backyard. Most of it in the backyard. And so I've been cleaning up the mess, just started cleaning up the mess left by the contractors. What a pain in the tuchus, in the tushy. Uh, cleaning up random things. Now, they had been mixing in the backyard grout and cement. There was like a grout cement thing that was going on. And somehow... A lot of it ended up on what was supposed to be in a normal backyard, the lawn, the grass. So the lawn has this layer of this white cement grout kind of grayish. I don't even know really what it is. It's some combination of those two things. So they, they were mixing the stuff together in the backyard, just kind of paint the picture, a bird's eye view. So they're mixing the stuff in the backyard, doing the renovation on the back of the house. And they, in their haste to get stuff done, they just poured a lot of it out on what was the, the grass, and they ended up covering a lot of the lawn with this layer that hardened over time. And so you had to take a shovel bang, bang, and start breaking this crap up. And uh, so so I went to, as I said, a salvage and recovery mission, trying to recover the backyard and salvage what I could of the backyard. Uh, but that was the least of my problems, right? That was the least of my problems. So there's, there was a, a concrete area there, a patio area of the backyard at the Maller Mansion. And in the renovation of the house, the fellas had tossed the glass window, you know, big giant windows on the side of the house. They they had tossed those down from the very top of the house down on the floor of the house, on the backyard. Uh, they claimed that the windows were so old. How old were they? They were so old at the house that they had to be popped out. That was the claim that was made. Well, in doing that, what do you think happened? You knock a window out and glass goes shattering into thousands of pieces, thousands and thousands of pieces. Now, I hadn't spent much time back there. Didn't realize the amount of glass. I had heard stories from the wife that it was a lot of glass. So my job, in addition to trying to break up the hardened layer of kraut slash cement, my other job was to dig around and try to find all the glass that was also mixed in with this. So it was a complete pain in the ass. So I went in. I pulled out the shop back. I had that. I had the broom. And then I just had my eyes, and I rolled up my sleeves, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get dirty. It's the weekend. I don't have to talk. Talk, 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 talk. I can just go about my life and do the things that I need to do here and fix, fix the backyard. And this is a job that needs to be done, and I need to do it. So I, I had the shop vac, as I mentioned. I had the broom, rolled up my sleeves, got my fingernails dirty. And as I was cleaning up the glass, I was becoming the glass man. Some of the pieces had fused to the concrete, the layer of concrete that was already there, the actual backyard patio area, not the grass area, which was also covered with the grout con concrete mix there'll be a quiz on this later so again so there's glass everywhere it's a complete shit show 
there's pieces of glass that had fused the concrete because during the summertime when it was hot and the glass had been thrown down, we just left it there. We didn't worry about it because they were still doing construction. The heat baked the glass and the glass then stuck to the, the concrete. So in an effort to pull the glass off, I'm down there on my hands and knees. And I'm whistling away, and I'm trying to pull the glass off the concrete, which is now stuck to the concrete. So my wife walks over. She sees what I'm doing. And she's thinking in her head, I'm imagining, what a loser this guy is. There's a better way to do this. Why is he down there uh, on his hands and knees trying to pull the glass up? So I point out to my wife. I said, listen, I don't know how long this stuff's been down here, but this stuff has been baked and it's not the kind of bake where you got the Mary Jane. It's baked, and it's stuck to the concrete. We got to get it off. Sharp shards of glass. So she says she sees me doing this, and she says, "You got to be careful. Don't get cut. You're going to cut yourself the way you're doing it." And hand to God, within less than thirty seconds, probably less than ten seconds, I go down to pull up another shard of glass that is stuck, like it's velcroed to the concrete, and sure enough, I slice my right index finger. And when I say slice, it is a clear slice. We've got blood squirting out of the finger like a prop at Halloween. Good times, good times. And uh, so I, I skedaddle into the house. I run to the bathroom, warm water, scrub-a-dub-dub, I cover my finger with a piece of cloth and then squeeze, put pressure on the finger. See, I learned first aid when I was a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout. I learned basic first aid. So I've got, I've now sliced up my index finger. Luckily, if there is a good part to this story, as the glass man, I cut it on a piece of glass that had been down there for a while. I had my tetanus shots and all that. I don't think you can get tetanus from glass. But it was a solid slice that allowed me to avoid. It didn't hit any major major stuff. It didn't chop my finger off or anything like that. I, it was not big enough where I needed stitches. It was like in that gray area where, you know, you go either way, maybe a few stitches, maybe not. And uh, so I, I hope it's like Spider-Man. I hope it's like Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man bitten by a spider and had these amazing powers. So what would Glassman have? What kind of power would Glassman have? Would there be some kind of magical superpower, some mystical power? I'm not sure about that, but I did feel like a blithering idiot when my wife says, hey, watch out for that. It reminded me of one of my favorite stories. He's, you know, watch out for that. Don't cut yourself. And then, boom, I cut myself. One of my favorite stories of all time, though, and I've, I don't know if I've told this before on the podcast or not, but when I was early on in my career as a radio reporter, so long ago there was a team called the Montreal Expos. And they were in L.A. playing the Dodgers. The Dodgers had this star pitcher from Japan named Hideo Nomo, who was a big deal. They called it Nomo Mania. Big rock star and huge crowds when this guy pitched. So I'm in the press box. I'm covering the game. And the game had so much media attention. It was like a Saturday night game that they had to move some of the broadcast crews into the main press box where normally you have radio row in the back you've got some tv guys on one side and a lot of writers a lot of scribes and so this night as i remember it the dodgers are playing the expos hideo nomo's pitching 
It's on network television, local TV. And it, you know, the old Montreal Expos had a French broadcast. They had the English broadcast. The Dodgers had Spanish. They had English, the whole thing. So there's a lot of interest in this. There was an Asian you know, feedback to Japan with the, the broadcast. So it was a big deal. But network radio calling the game. Network radio calling the game. And so they moved the network radio broadcasters into the, the main press box because there was no other room. And I remember who was doing the game because it was one of the funniest things that, that happened. Jerry Coleman, may he rest in peace, the old voice of the San Diego Padres and a former Yankee, Jerry Coleman. Oh, doctor. You know, back in back in those days. So he's doing the game. Gary Cohen, who is a New York Mets broadcaster, play-by-play guy on TV, he's there also doing the network broadcast. And uh, and very popular in New York. He's a native New Yorker. They love him there, and he's very good at his job. But this is he's doing network radio. It's a Saturday night. This is years ago, and it's a cool night. It's kind of a a, a cool night. And Jerry, in, in between innings, Jerry Coleman goes over to get a, a cup of coffee. And he's walking back through the press box to go down. They were in the front row, the network radio broadcasters. So Jerry's walking back with a cup of coffee. He's got a couple of papers, like game notes that, that he had, and he's now doing a balancing act. He's now like he's in the, in the circus. He's doing a balancing act. So instead of just holding the cup of coffee in one hand, the papers in the other – my man Jerry, he says, you know, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do here, I'm going to hold the pieces of paper and I'm going to put the coffee on top like it's a dish, but it's just pieces of paper. And so as Jerry turns the corner to make it down to the broadcast position in the press box, the main press box, Steve Cohen, sit, uh, Gary Cohen, rather, Gary Cohen is sitting down there. And Paul Bear, who also passed away, the longtime radio engineer, Paul Bear Says, watch out, Jerry's going to spill the coffee. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And within seconds, 
much like my incident in the backyard, Jerry, he only has one step to walk down. He stumbles, and the papers go flying one direction, but more importantly, the boiling hot McDonald's-style coffee goes all over the back of Gary Cohen, who's the other play-by-play guy. Now, keep in mind, they're in a commercial break. They're about to come back to do the game. Gary is in agony. He's screaming. He's, oh, my God, this is horrible pain. He's had boiling coffee. He did not expect a surprise shot. He's ambushed by the coffee. This is horrible. And it was just, and I remember I was laughing. I was trying not to laugh. We were all trying not to laugh. All of Radio Row was trying not to laugh because it was the funniest thing, just the way that Paul, the engineer, had said, watch out, Jerry's going to spill the coffee. And then it got even more crazy. All right, so they come back from commercial, and they just pretend like nothing happened. It was a, it was a CBS radio sports broadcast, that they called it. So he, Jerry comes back. They do the play-by. He's doing the play-by-play. Gary is withering in agony from just being burned from the coffee. And so then some paramedics show up because the guy's got burns, and they're like, we're going to check him out. Well, Gary Cohn, the Mets broadcaster, then takes off his shirt because they had to examine the burns. So he's sitting in the press box. His back looked like the map of Africa with all the different outlines of the countries and all that all bubbling up his skin was bubbling up bright red just horrible and he put the headset back on and jerry coleman starts talking to him uh it was it was craziness as i remember it and uh so i I just i can only imagine if you were sitting in the crowd that night and you're like you're just doing your own thing and you know la 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 and you get coffee poured on you, and then you're in the crowd, and you look up to the press box, and you see a broadcaster calling a game on radio, and then right next to him, another broadcaster who's got a headset on but no shirt. And uh, it was it was quite quite the tale. And, uh, that's randomly popped in my head. All right. Now, as far as the sod god, uh, in the story I just related to you a few minutes ago, in a uh, story about the glass, Uh, And I I mentioned that the backyard covered in a layer of grout, a layer of concrete. So my plan for the new Maller Mansion is to make it an outdoor oasis, a Casablanca. In order to do that, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Now, you have helped me, maybe not you, but the fellow listeners have helped me with home remedies, some I have to buy for the mosquitoes. Uh, to get rid of the mosquitoes. Now, a lot of the mosquitoes have already left because the weather got cooler in the North Woods. And I'm sure they'll be back as soon as it heats up again. Regardless of that, uh, since I am focused on making this my little Garden of Eden, uh, I've decided the back and front of the Maller Mansion look like shantytown right now. It does not look good. So I have decided on the 50-50 split. Now, what is the 50-50 split on this? I'll tell you what the 50-50 split is. I'm glad you asked. So the front is going to have professional sod put down. Very expensive sod. And uh, Gardner will be brought in with his team, and they'll put the sod down, and then we will stay off the sod for several weeks. We'll water the sod religiously, and then we will be good to go. 
But the back of the Northwoods Maller Mansion will be a DIY situation. Do it yourself. And in preparation for this, I have been watching several YouTube videos on how to become the sod god, the god of sod. And so I've determined through my copious amounts of research, I have determined that it is a 10-step process or process. So some of you, and maybe it's you, are very handy and you're useful and you're not useless like I am where all I do is talk. And you do this kind of stuff all the time. But this is a new area for me. At the old Mallor Mansion, we didn't have to worry about this. It was all set up nice and pretty, and we didn't have anything to worry about. So the 10 steps are, and you can email me at realfifthhour at gmail.com, realfifthhour at gmail.com, or Show at gmail.com, and tell me if I'm right on this. So this is, I, I just jotted down some notes here, just a few notes, my chicken scratch, from the different YouTube videos that I've watched on how to become the sod god. So according to the videos, step number one, they say you're supposed to start in the fall. Now, I don't know about that. I thought you were supposed to start in spring, but I, I, several of the videos said start in the fall. But I live in a place where they don't really have fall, so I don't think that makes much sense. Uh, the first thing you have to do is kill the weeds. Kill the weeds. Now, I'm not sure how this works because the lawn right now is covered in that grout concrete mix. I picked a lot of it up. There's still a lot there. There are a few weeds. So I guess I got to take care of that, but I have to get the concrete out also. So that's step number two, kill the weeds. And in my case, take care of the grout and the concrete. Step number three, aerate the lawn. That's a fancy word for dig holes, a lot of holes. Okay, so that's that's aerating the lawn. So I got to buy something from Home Depot or whatever uh, to do that. I think you can just buy a metal contraption or you can rent it. And I that that's what I'm leaning towards at this point. So that would be step number three. So you've made holes all over the lawn. You've taken the weeds away. The next step is to buy grass seed. Now that's important. You got to buy a 50-50, I'm told. You got to buy grass seed that is good in the sun and good in obviously the shade. So you got to get that. You then drop the grass seed into all the holes that you've made on the lawn, aerating the lawn. If I'm boring, you just fast forward through the podcast. So that's step number four. Step number five, got to apply starter fertilizer, not savvy veteran fertilizer, a newbie, 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 newbie fertilizer. Check. Uh, then you have to water two or three times a day. Check, check, check. Stay off the lawn, kind of obvious. That's step number seven. You have to mow. You have to wait a month to mow. Give it the Uncle Mow treatment. And then after two months... You can mow every week if you so desire, and they tell you the exact measurement, according to YouTube, is two and a half to three and a half inches high. And then after every six weeks, you're supposed to put more fertilizer down. Now, the odds that I follow all 10 of these steps, slim to none, and slim has left the building. Uh, I'm pretty sure I will do the first five, actually the first six, and first seven. First seven, uh, and maybe even number eight. Number nine and number 10, 
I'm not sure that I will still do that. But my goal is to become the side guy. And I will take photographs and I will put some of this stuff. I'm not going to put a live and on because I don't want you to know where I live. But I'll, I'll take some strategic photos and I will show you the before and after, before and after of the backyard of the Maller Mansion. So uh, as soon as I get this thing going, I will make sure to do it. And I will let you know. All right. Uh, moving on from that, we have the magical date. Now, what is the magical date? Is it my birthday? Is it the, the wedding uh, date? Is it What is it? No. Uh, the magical date. Now, everyone has important dates in their lives. Certain events. Human beings are fascinated by patterns, patternicity, and also dates. Right? Random dates. They're important life events. For me, I had one of those magical dates pass by on the calendar. Uh, This is back on Wednesday, so hump day, and it was November 3rd, big day for me. Now, why is November 3rd a big day? That is always, for the rest of my life, as long as I'm around, going to be a special day because that was my dear old mother's birthday. May she rest in peace. She would have turned 75 years old, my mom. And I wonder what she would have been like if she had made it and been 75. And with all the stuff that's happened in the world and just chatting with mom and wondering what that's like. And so would have had a big birthday party, I'm sure. And it would have been great and just cake and balloons and birthday cards and presents and all that. Unfortunately, my mom passed away a number of years ago. But I always make sure to honor my mom on her birthday that's an important day. And so, I, you know, even though she's been gone for a while, uh, it's important. And, and there's also an odd bit of serendipity in my life that November 3rd, not only a big day because my mom's birthday, but also the anniversary of the big operation. Now, what is the big operation? That would be my big operation. A couple years back, 2019, before the world shut down with covid at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I had a gallstone attack, and I got taken to the hospital. Gallbladder surgery. I spent a week in the hospital. And I still feel the after effects of that, not having a gallbladder. But my operation was on November 3rd. It was an NFL Sunday. I remember going under as it was this it was late afternoon and it was an NFL Sunday and I missed the entire day of the NFL. I remember being bummed out about that. I then woke up groggy and it was the Patriots were playing the Ravens. Tom Brady's Patriots versus the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and they got charbroiled, spit roasted, mollywopped, curb stomped. I remember that vaguely. I remember waking up saying, holy crap, I can't believe, I can't believe what happened here. That's absolutely insane uh, what happened. By the way, Doc Mike just calling me. I'm, Doc, I'm recording a podcast, Doc. What are you doing? You're killing me, Doc. Anyway, uh, so that the, the, November 3rd, also the anniversary of my, my operation, and so... Uh, I, I got to tell you, that operation's pretty normal. A lot of people have their, their gallbladder taken out. My problem is I'm such a knucklehead. I'm so bullheaded as a Taurus that I waited too long. I waited too long to be checked out, and so that's a pretty standard operating procedure. It's like an assembly line. Doctors will tell you in the emergency room with a gallbladder. It's a common thing, but it's not common when you wait, it's, it's complications. I had so many gallstones, it was like shrapnel all over that part of my body, and so they needed to pick those little needles, little gallstones, out of the haystack. Good times. Good times indeed. Uh, but anyway, that was the, the third day of November, and the big day in uh, my life. Uh, a couple other things. Now, we're not going to do a full... Let's get scientifical. We're not going to do that. But there were a couple of stories. And I don't even know if this is a style. Uh, 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 I don't know if this is a science story or just an animal story. This is one of those things that should probably be an animal thunderdome. We had Danny G on yesterday. And Danny talked about animal stories. And we talked about how together uh, people love animal stories. Stories about dogs, cats, you name it. This one is so wild you'd think it was fake. Like, you'd think this is a bogus story, but we, we take you to Brazil. We take you to Brazil, and a story of a random man in Brazil who was having a really bad day. He was having a really bad day, and it turned into a fatal day uh, for this guy. Let me, let me give you the story. So this uh, dude in Brazil, this 30-year-old guy in Brazil, and he's out there fishing with his buddies. And he's in doing, doing his thing, and he gets attacked by a swarm of bees. I don't think they were murder hornets. I think they were just bees. And so this guy's like, I gotta get, I gotta get away from these bees. So he did what most people would think would be the right thing to do. He's being chased by the mob of bees, 
He's in Brazil. He jumps into a lake. The guy was, of course, fishing with his buddies. So this dude jumps into a farm lake in a you know, small part of Brazil, off the beaten path. And so he goes into the water to avoid the bees. He ends up drowning and being eaten by piranhas. Can you imagine? Doesn't that sound like a horror film? That sounds like a 1990s comedy, old school comedy, where that's vaudevillian is what that is. Vaudevillian is terrible. And the guy, the guy died. But you imagine having bad luck. Well, I guess it was your time at your time. But you get away from the bees, and then ta-da! Here are the piranhas. Chop, chop, chop. I'd like to eat. I'd like to bite to eat. Can I Can I have a bite? Yeah. Brutal. All right. Now, this is a story that relates to us. Now, again, not a full let's get scientific. But why do some people sleepwalk? You ever been around a sleepwalker? Maybe you're a sleepwalker. I've been around a few sleepwalkers over the years. And I, when I moved out of the Maller Mansion, originally, uh, I had... Some roommates and you know sleepovers or whatever. As a kid, we had we had occasional sleepwalkers, uh, occasional sleepwalkers. So why do some people sleepwalk? Well, uh, according to a new study out of Montreal, Quebec, uh, sleepwalking, uh, according to these scientists, is a phenomena that has intrigued. This says people for years. Neurologists have examined the human brain in search of an explanation but have found no solid answer. But now, according to this new study out of Montreal, it has revealed that sleepwalking may, that's a weasel word, may have a lot to do with a person's fight or flight response, specifically those who display lower fight or flight reaction as they sleep and more nervous system response tied to relaxation. Uh, People that have that are more prone to go for a nice walk while unconscious. Says sleepwalking is a condition in which the person does not enter the rapid eye movement or REM sleep stage. In adults, they say it occurs in less than 5% of people. Scientists say sleepwalkers usually find it difficult to stay awake. The day after an episode due to exhaustion from lack of sleep. Well, I know all about that. Uh, Lack of sleep during the overnight show, but there you go. Too much relaxation may be a factor. Blame it on that. And fight or flight. Fight or flight. All right, let me do one more, one more of these let's get scientifical stories, a small version. Morality is blank morality is blank is it genetic well, this story comes out of washington you know listen we, we all know different activities uh casual making whoopee a uh, little weekend snow run doing the recreational drugs all that uh it's 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 one of these things that the certain people are more prone to than others right the great moral debate Right? What is mor- moral for one person is immoral for another, and what is immoral is moral, you know, vice versa. Vice versa. So researchers with the Association of Psychology Science, wherever that is, 
Sounds official. They report that there may be, may is again a weasel word, very popular in these studies. There may be a common genetic basis that influences individual opinions on non-committal sex and the use of drugs recreationally. Uh, According to the findings, they hold major implication towards modern science's understanding on how genes, a.k.a. heredity, contribute to opinions and moral values. So their argument is that you are born... And, and from the moment of birth, you are more likely, based on your genes, to uh, be out there like uh, the great Wilt Chamberlain with the 20,000 ladies or to on the weekend have a little baggie of Coke or uh, whatever it might be, whatever your drug of choice is. So I don't, I don't buy this. I, I think it's, to me it's more of how you were raised. That's my position on it. Now, they claim differently, and they're the scientists and all that, and they study this stuff. But I, I really believe it's more about the, the, the family upbringing and, you know, when you were a kid being taught you can't do this, you can't do that, and instilling it. Whereas if you're in a family where it's not quite the same and you're just kind of a little looser than that, you're more prone to do that stuff. I don't, I don't buy this. So I'm going to give thumbs down on this study. It's that old nature versus nurture. I'm going nurture on this. I'm going nurture on this one. I'm not going nature. Science is saying it's nature. I'm going nurture. Anyway, that'll do it for the Saturday podcast just about. Don't forget, cameo, cameo, cameo. If you're a fan of the radio show, and you obviously are, you're listening to this dopey podcast on a Saturday. What's going on with you? Uh, but Cameo.com, search my name, Ben Maller, M-A-L-L-E-R. If you want to personalize Maller monologue or just a pep talk, whatever it might be, I am at your beck and call for a nominal fee. And unlike the price of gas and unlike the price of bread and milk and all this other stuff, I have not raised my prices. I have not. So I am at your, your, uh, your beck and call, as I said. So if you want to have a cameo, Hit me up. We'll have the Mailbag Podcast on Sunday, 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 Sunday. Have a wonderful, glorious rest of your Saturday, and we'll catch you next time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.